Hello again, this is Noah and John from Urban Digs, and John, we got, uh, we got a big one here today. Yeah, we got Josh Rubin from Element. Josh Rubin Hi guys, always a Element. pleasure. This guy's this guy mega, right? Yep. Is, he, is he right here? He's sitting right between us, man. All right, let's see. <laughs> um, can, can barely fit on the, on the couch. You can barely fit on the couch. Listen, uh, this show is basically to extract all the insights that's going on in real time right now on the streets of Manhattan. So you do a ton of deal volume. So let me just start flat out with the whole market. What's happening right now with the market today compared to, say, a year ago, two years ago, the peak, et cetera? I mean, I really look at the uh, market from sort of a monthly perspective. Mm-hmm. A lot of people take a quarterly view, semi-annual or annual view, um, but the market is a living and breathing organism. And so as the financial markets go, so too does the local real estate market. Uh, because what we found is that uh, probably 70 plus percent of uh, our client base is uh, finance related. Mm-hmm. You know, you ask somebody what they do, I'm in finance. You know, it's a pretty broad based yeah. title, but um, these are guys that sit on desks in front of screens all day long. So if they see a, a sea of red, then they're going to be more apprehensive to do things. Um, and so what we're seeing just over the last month as the volatility index has gone back down, um, the confidence has gone up. Right. And so we're seeing more, more transaction volume being driven by uh, a combination mm-hmm. of, of, of that confidence along with um, more inventory to choose from, which, right. is that, which is actually a good thing. Yeah. Right? So a lot of people are sort of concerned that inventory levels are on the rise. Right. When for anybody who's been in the business longer than, say, four or five years knows th- this is just a return to, uh, you know, normal levels. Right. Right. How many uh, listings do you have right now, approximately? About 30. 30 listings. Mm-hmm. So are you, are you seeing a pickup in traffic on a broad base right now? Oh, yeah. How is this active season starting out? Um, well, we, we just closed a deal yesterday on one of our listings, which was asking $13,650,000. Um, that actually came to pass the, the week of uh, that crazy volatility with the uh, greatest single point uh, one day yeah. decline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was like going into Christmas yeah, right. in December, so that actually got signed up then. Uh, we were on a pretty expeditious closing schedule, and uh, we we closed yesterday, um, but generally speaking, you know, that that might have been a little bit of an anomaly, along with uh, right. Ken Griffin's purchase uh, a week or two ago of what was it, two twenty Central Park South, right, yeah. two hundred eighty million, yeah, yeah two hundred thirty-seven million dollars. Um, these are sort of, these are these are high end, so it's a little bit of an insular market. Yeah. Um, but we're we're definitely seeing activity pick up in the sort of mom and pop, you know, million and a half dollar two bedroom, the um, say 500,000 to a million dollar end of the spectrum, um, open house attendance is up. Yeah. Um, and, and we're seeing activity in just, you know, midweek requests uh, go up as well. Right. Now, now is it, would you say open house activity is up across the board or is it up in units that are that have an edge across whatever else is on the market. So something with a view compared to something else that doesn't have a view. I mean, are buyers being a little more choosy? They're focusing on the, the choicest ones in the market right now? or Yeah, I mean, buyers are afforded the luxury of choice, Yeah. right? So, yeah. so and, and what's interesting is not only are there plenty of things to see, but in most cases, they can afford to see everything there is uh, over the course of, you know, a couple of days for somebody who's coming yeah. into town just for the weekend yeah. or you know a couple of weeks for somebody who is you know already living here and working 
um, in the city, and they can come back to the first thing they saw and say, okay, now, now I have a pretty good sense of things, and uh, I'm gonna you know, make an offer on one of the first apartments I saw. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, there are isolated incidents where we're seeing listings that have been have been on the market for over a hundred days, mm -hmm. and they are um, attracting multiple bids, seemingly out of the blue. Right. Um, it it seems. I mean, to me, in the last few podcasts that we've had, there's pretty much been a progressive increase in in traffic and yeah. and just buyer requests in general. And um, we were talking with who was it? With Marie Espinal and Jeff mm -hmm. Adler, and it's like somebody just flipped the switch. Yeah. And just kind of turned the market on like three, four weeks ago. Right. Um, I'm looking at supply right here, so we're up about 18, 19 percent. Um, but look, buyers got it made in the shade, right? They got that. Is there any urgency? That's what I was looking for, John. I was looking for that urgency to come back. Like we haven't had that urgency in a while, right? Well, you I mean, know, I just my own personal experience. I went to a few open houses this last weekend, and everyone had high traffic numbers that I've seen before. Mm -hmm. And the one that had the, like a top floor with a nice view of the East Village was just packed. The huh. sign-in sheet was full, both sides, people writing in the margins. Right. And the broker was just Real going names? out of his wits. <laughs> yeah. The broker's going out of his wits trying to, you know, marshal everyone to actually get in and sign the sheet. Some of the other ones, the view wasn't so great, but they still had traffic. And it did seem like the switch had been flipped and buyers were out. And they, they realized that, hey, listen, this is an apartment that would have been 1.2 a couple of years ago. And right now it's hovering around a million. Maybe I can get it for under a million. So yeah. there's so, deals on the so, table. So what we're seeing is that, you know, good things have gotten better. Mm -hmm. and, and the market is basically on sale. So, right. so what, what we need to do in terms of advisors working with buyers is we need to remind them of relative value yeah. and, and that things don't stay the same um, and, and take advantage of these pockets of uncertainty. Yeah. Because if you look more broadly, um, the underlying economy is actually okay. Yeah. Um, you're going to see these um, earnings, mm -hmm. growth, uh, you know, misses here and there, right? Uh, Apple just came out, and for the first time in a long time, right. they missed forecasts. Um, you know, the auto industry is uh, you know seeing some declines, but largely we're, we're doing okay here. Yeah, I mean, and I'm looking at relative value. I, I like to look at relative market pulse for Manhattan real estate because, right, the dynamics that we're seeing today is so buyer friendly. And you mentioned that we're on sale. Right. So it's not like anybody missed anything. We're talking about some traffic. This is Fe January, February. We're supposed to see the traffic coming back. This is this is the market barometer that's basically that Urban Digs has on the combination of contract activity and real-time inventory. And it peaked in 2013, 2014, 2015. Those were our strong years. And since yeah. then, we've been going progressively down. Mm -hmm. And what's cool is that you know you can change this and see what's going on with the condo market, the co-op market, the high end and the low end. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's that urgency that that's been lacking in this market, and we're starting to hear it for three weeks. So. It seems to me that you're seeing that amongst your business as well. Yeah, we really are. And uh, <clears throat> what's interesting is every year we see a uh, his historic, almost um, where we can we can almost forecast the activity picking up yeah. in January. And you know, the first weeks of January, we see buyers coming into the market mm -hmm. who simply weren't even looking right. in the fourth quarter. Right. They're just starting their searches. So there's going to be a say 60-day lag with them getting acclimated to what's out there, what they right. get, how far their dollar goes, mm -hmm. and where they're comfortable living. And then they go to contract, at, you know, somewhere between the 60 and 120 day mark. Right, so you really, this is interesting. You're talking about your pipeline, you can almost see the pipeline down right. the road, right. and that's in a year and a half ago, two years ago, was the pipeline like that? I mean, not to this degree. We're seeing a, a real influx of 
buyers coming into the market more so than we have in years past. Right. That's great. And bring the buyers in. What about um, sellers? Are, are, are deals, are buyers coming up? Are sellers coming down? Are deals still kind of hard to come by? Is that spread starting to narrow a little bit? Yeah, we are seeing sellers be um, more realistic right. um, as far as what they can yeah. get. Um, you know, I would say 2017 and 2018 were uh, years of wishful thinking, mm-hmm. whereas in the second half of 2018, we saw sellers uh, sort of come around to the idea that, hey, the opportunities of 2015, 2016 are in the past, right. and uh, we don't necessarily see any sign of, of those returning in the near term. So if we want to get something done, we're going to have to be realistic as far as our prices are concerned. Right. Well, it's just good to hear that they're finally starting to come around. I mean, it took a little while for them to actually start to come around. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear what you, you know, you mentioned that you had that the $13 million listing closing. I'm just right. curious how the conversation with that seller went when they were thinking about putting that on the market and you're trying to explain the market, especially at the higher price points. Yeah. Good question, John. And, you know, in reality, uh, my philosophy is to price accurately yeah. where I actually see real value. In other words, you give me a property at 123 ABC Street, I'll come in with my you know, set of comparable data and I'll say, you know, based on, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith around the corner getting, you know, X and, yep. uh, you know, Mr. Jones down the block getting Y uh, and, you know, the special mm-hmm. qualities of your property. Um, I would assume that it's you know, somewhere between A and B value, um, and it's a pretty tight range. In this case, uh, I, I told her it was probably worth somewhere between 12.5 and 13 tops, mm-hmm. and um, she quickly made it known that she had no interest in, in doing anything at that level, and right. uh, I was fine with that. Um, but I also asked her what price she was uh, was comfortable with right and she said thirteen million six hundred fifty thousand dollars which is a, a number that the data didn't give any indication was yeah. accurate um, and, nor was it a number that I would have priced it at because as we know people are searching in, in brackets yes yeah, they're predetermined brackets based on the uh, the built-in increments in 3dz and Zillow yeah, and all the aggregators right. on the consumer Psychological numbers, side. yeah right so um, and when you go above that next progression, in this case 13, you're going to lose out on that, that many more buyers. Right. So, um, so that was the price that she wanted to go out at, and I was happy to give that a shot. And so we went out at thirteen million six hundred fifty thousand dollars, and surprisingly, we had pretty good traffic. So I, you just priced it basically at at the point of where it needed to be, basically. So there was you left zero wiggle room or very very little. Also. In that case, um, I went I went above. What, right. what what I deem to be right. fair value. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so, um, but the, the range that I gave her was 12.5 to 13. Gotcha. And so she wanted to go out at 13.650. We went out at 13.650. And from there, we sort of figured it out. We, we showed it a number of times over the ensuing months. Uh, we had a, a few revisits. Um, and ultimately, somebody came along and and agreed to, uh, to, so to to give us the number. It was a protracted negotiation over yep. a series of months right. um, for a variety of reasons, but nevertheless, uh, the buyers hung in there and the seller came around and we had a meeting of the minds. And, and that's not uncommon for that price point, I mean, to have to right. have deals. I mean, you get start to get over six, seven, eight million, over 10 million. Sometimes it, it takes, right, a couple of little seesawing back and forth here, a yeah. couple months. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember a negotiation that went over months. Yeah. Um, you know, the buyers came in exceptionally low initially, and the seller just, to her credit, just folded her arms and said, 
thank yeah. you, but no thank you. Right. Um, and they came up, and you know, mm-hmm. I leaned on the seller to, to, to do something, and finally got it done. Most most buyers will think, I mean, all right, so we'll stop and put in a seven million dollar bid. Let's say they're asking nine, right? right? I put in a seven million dollar bid. All right, take it out. Let's 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 see where she's at in two to four weeks. You know, if she, because they think, right? If 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 I take this deal away, I'm pushing the seller against the wall. And that's when their true colors might come out because the seller's thinking, all right, I just lost this potential deal. So now I kind of want to get back in. And if they're really desperate, they're going to be itchy to get back in. Yeah. Usually over two, four-week period, you'll know whether or not the seller's truly desperate or not. Yeah, sure. So I think that's the buyer mentality. And then when it fails, right, like, all right, so now I, all right, the seller clearly doesn't need to sell. I mean, Well, especially you especially these upper price points because, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, you, when you look at comparable sales up there, if they're fewer and far between, the higher you get in price point, the lower comparables you have. You also have a smaller buyer pool. So yeah. it's really, you're, you're, it, it's a tough mix to get around. And the other question I want to ask you is on the buy side, I, I understand you represent the seller in here, but when they're signing this deal on the worst day of the Dow in, I think in history, right? Uh, did yeah. you have yeah. to do any kind of management of, on, on either side of expectations, any sort of anxiety management? To get that deal, no, into, it wasn't anxiety management because the seller loved the apartment and she was perfectly willing to hold on to it and continue to live okay. there. Right. So she wasn't uh, particularly tied to the transaction. Yeah. She was uh, pretty laissez-faire about it, and she said, "Look, if it happens, it happens, and if it doesn't, yeah. I have a beautiful apartment and mm-hmm. I love my building." And right. there was no hesitation on the buy side to say, "Ah, uh, well, give us I another mean, day." Not, not that I heard. No, yeah. um, I, I was, I was surprised, but. Uh, there, there was some management in terms of timing, lining it up with what she was buying and yeah. trying to put that together. And uh, it was uh, it was an interesting process, let's let's say that. It's a great yeah. deal. What, what about new developments? You do a lot of business new developments? Uh, uh, yeah. A little bit, you know. Um, last month, we also did a deal on um, uh, 111 Murray, which is uh-huh. in the $15 million range. And um, we, got a, we got a pretty good deal there. Sponsors... Are becoming much more realistic. So the that, that's what I'm trying to get out here. You know, what can you yeah. give me any sense for any prospective buyers over there that are looking for new development? Because we are bullish on new dev for buyers. They're getting some deals now. Yeah. So the developers yeah. are realistic, and you know, in years past they used to sell you know 10, 15 percent of the building, then they would raise, raise prices, you know, five, 10, 20 percent, um, and then you know they would just hold hold their positions. Mm-hmm. Um, Developers are incentivizing brokers. They're incentivizing buyers. Um, I'm in a negotiation now. Uh, you know, we're seeing about five percent off mm-hmm. uh, in in one new development that that just started sales. Right. Um, so the city and state transfer taxes. So the, they're they're offering. I mean, I wouldn't say they're offering, but through our expert negotiation skills, mm-hmm. right. um, we're introducing the idea of the developer picking up what has historically been the buyer's responsibility in the New York City and state transfer taxes. Right. Uh, between the two of those, of course, as you guys know, it's 1.825%. Right. So it's a hefty number when you yep. start talking about 5, 10, 15, $20 oh, yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah. Uh, and in a lot of cases, you're talking about hundreds of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, you get um, So it's a real savings to the buyer. Um, but again, buyers need to have the, uh, uh, the, the advisory services that we provide right and with the technology that's out there um, it's it's actually become the 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 norm for buyers to have a sense of empowerment yep. because they're seeing this 
you know, the consumer side with all the data that's available to them, right. but they're missing that, that third dimension, which, right. which comes with people like us with you know, 5, 10, 20 or more years experience yeah. and having been through various market cycles and drawing on that experience yeah. from other negotiations. Um, and, and thousands of deals. I mean, you've seen everything. You know, I mean, I've done hundreds of deals. You've done thousands of deals. And I mean, if you're brand new in this market, um, it, you you got to go through 75 to 100 deals until you start to really see 90% of what's potentially out there. And that's what I, that advisory services based on that experience, I've seen this a dozen times before. I, I know what play he's pulling. You know, here's how we're going to strategize around that. Um, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I feel like a lot of consumers mistake the, the amount of search results they get for data quality. Ah, right. data depth. Right. And, and, I, and I like where you're going <laughs> with this because, you know, part of our mission here is to turn this data, this back-end data, what, what's happening, days on market, um, price per square foot, turn it into a conversation because that's what really matters. And that, there's no better mouthpiece for that, so to speak, than a professional agent who's right. seen thousands of I think of a lot of agents are, are either intimidated or they're scared by looking at charts, interpreting charts, and seeing all these numbers, and maybe they, they haven't dealt with it a lot in their life, and this yeah. is not their strong points. Um, it, but it's become so easy right. with technology these days. And I mean, I think back 15 years, oh my God, for us to do a market report 15 years ago, let's do a comps analysis 15 oh, years ago. Yeah, forget it. But now you could do it in Cause seconds. Because everything was analog then, and you know now everything is, is digital, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of data available to us, and for those who know how to use it, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I was with uh, Tom Ferry uh, at, at his uh, Elite Plus retreat in San Diego, and he had Steve Harney from Keeping Current Matters uh, do a presentation. And, you know, Steve had a lot of powerful information, mm-hmm. a lot of macro data. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that, yes, we're seeing, we're seeing a slowdown. But this, again, this is a return to normal right. levels. Yeah. So th- this yeah. is not, you know, we went through this stratospheric, white-hot, yeah. um, almost uh, parabolic uh, rise in the market through 2016. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fortunately, we're seeing, you know, increased inventory levels, which is good for buyers, you know, in terms yeah. of choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good for brokers because essentially what it means is there's more to choose from. So that's going to lead to higher volume. Um, and it's really up to us as brokers to help buyers and sellers understand the market. That's right? a great point because 2013 and 14 and 15, that was, I mean, the market was crazy and it was insane, but that's not a normal market. No. And that's not the kind of market that is, is going to have a long term progressive um, growth. It was ahead of fueled it. by scarcity, sort of like you know, it, it was right. a scarcity driven yep. market, totally. Right. And it got a little hectic and crazy for a while. But I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you. I think the market reset, and I think there was policy changes that took years for us. We were all trying to figure out the SALT, salt deductions when it was announced, the 421A going away, right? All these different things, the LLCs, you can't hide the LLCs now behind uh, um, these purchases. It took years to figure out, but I think things are getting more expensive for the buyer, and buyers just naturally adjusted, and it's taken time, and now here we are, and we're finding a bottom. Right. It seems to me that we're finding a bottom. I mean, we may be choppy a little bit and bouncing on the bottom, but I feel like the move already happened. I yeah, mean, yeah, no, the, the, the fourth quarter was essentially, I, in my view anyway, the fourth quarter was the bottom. Right. So anybody who went to contract, you know, the, 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 the December, seller, November, the December. Seller, the seller of that $13 million deal yeah. got a, um, went into, speaking of new development, what she was buying. She was trying to sort of do an yeah. arbitrage, mm-hmm. where she was hoping to get 
uh, similar amount of space. In this case, she was selling 4,000 square feet. She really liked her neighborhood in Tribeca, and she wanted to go into 4,000 square feet, or, or you know, plus or minus. Mm-hmm. She didn't need 4,000, but yep. you know, at the end of the day, that, that's what she wound up with. So she sold for you know, almost 13 million, mm-hmm. and she bought back in at uh, six million seven fifty right. in a new development. Right. The Schedule A price on that six million seven hundred fifty thousand dollar property. I'll give you a guess. I want to say eight, eight. five. Close, close. It was asking seven seven fifty. Oh wow. So yeah. I mean, but but that's but that's a great example <laughs> yeah. of of yeah. you know this shift in 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 momentum and finding a bottom. Yeah, right. and that's one of the things we've been talking about the last couple months. This is a fantastic market for people who are trying to trade up. Yeah. So if you're going from a, a, a two-bedroom into a three-bedroom, yeah, your, your two-bedroom might have taken a hit, but that three-bedroom took a bigger hit. So you're, yeah, that's right. you're actually stepping into bigger shoes a lot right. easier than it was right. for a few years ago. Yeah. This is awesome. Final thoughts. Any final thoughts for sellers out there? Quick tip for sellers? Are you about to list right now or you're going to list? Um, sellers, I would price so that the momentum of the market is at your back. That's, right? that's a good one. Yeah. Buyers? Buyers, just be ready to pounce when the opportunity strikes because you might miss it. Right. And agents. What about agents? Uh, agents bring passion to what you do. Mm-hmm. If you're here for the money, you're in the wrong business because that's going to show up. You don't want to meet people and have commission breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, come from a place of helpfulness and knowledge, and it will shine through. Awesome. This is great. Josh Rubin, we're at Elliman. This is Noah and John. We're talking Manhattan and Urban Digs. We'll see you next time.